Hey, Frontier Church. Welcome to our sixth week of Saturdays in the Spirit. This week was originally supposed to be our last Saturdays in the Spirit during phase two. But if you've read the church email earlier this week, you know that we've extended phase two of our relaunch strategy for another two weeks. So we'll keep doing Saturdays in the Spirit for an extra two weeks until Reunion Sunday. And guys, hopefully, like really by this time in, six weeks in, I really hope that you begin to experience how you can leverage your Saturday nights in a way that increases the joy of Sunday mornings. So before we start praying, let me say the things that I always say. If you have kids, wait for them to go down for bed. Put your iPhone in a different room. Get that thing away from you. Find somewhere comfortable to sit. Have a journal and a pen ready. Have your Bible open. And mostly, make sure that your heart expects to hear from God tonight. Here's the focus for tonight's prayer. Putting our preferences to death. This part of following Jesus is huge. So as we transition into prayer tonight, simply ask God the Father to pour out a unique measure of the Holy Spirit on you. Start there. Begin to focus, listen, and seek the Holy Spirit in this moment. Okay, so this season of life for the church that's coming up, it has the potential to be absolutely brutal. Everybody has different opinions on COVID-19. Everybody has different opinions on social distancing. Everybody has different opinions on the exact nature of racial injustice in the world right now. And there's an election right around the corner. And you have to understand that those opinions are being sprinkled on top of an already existing gigantic bed of preferences that every Christian has, right? Preference in worship music style. Preference in preaching style. Preference in Sunday worship structure. Various theological issues. And what I'm saying is that there has never been a moment in history where the average church member has dragged more preferences into the church 
than this very moment. And having preferences is great, I have a ton of them, but putting preferences to death for the unity of the church, that's radical. So begin in this moment to ask God to reveal to you a preference that's impeding your ability to love your local church. I don't know what type of preference it is. Is it, is it a preference of song selection? Is it a preference of a cultural issue that you wish Frontier Church spent more time preaching or talking about? What preference are you clinging to, holding on to, that if it goes unmet, you become bitter? What preference are you clinging to that if the church doesn't align with it 110%, everybody in the church, you become unable to worship Jesus with the church? Take some time to explore this issue with the Lord. What preference are you clinging to so tightly that you can't love the church? So hopefully the Lord's revealed to you a preference that you need to put to death. Personally, I like the airport security analogy that we explored a month ago. When you commit your life to putting yourself to death and inheriting God's kingdom and following Jesus, it's like walking through airport security. There's things that you're gonna have to give up if you wanna go on the airplane ride. But the destination, God's kingdom, is infinitely superior to anything that God is asking you to give up. Likewise, if the church is ever going to function as a living, breathing, vibrant community that isn't constantly fractured and divided by people biting and devouring one another, well, if that's ever going to happen, you've got to walk through the same airport security to enter the church. <laughs> wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be awesome if there was a security check that rather than beeping and going off when it detects metal and dangerous objects, what if it beeped when it detected unnecessary preferences? It would never work because we would never be able to start church on time, right? The line of people would get way too long because every individual brings way too many opinions and way too many preferences in with them on Sunday mornings. But the Holy Spirit 
has to do something like this if our church is ever going to flourish in this next season of life. And it begins with you. So take this moment to ask God to give you the power to not be a slave to that preference of yours. Ask him to help you put that preference to death on Sunday morning. You don't have to be. You don't have to be the person who walks in on Sunday mornings and says, meet all my preferences. You can be the person who walks in on Sunday mornings and says, who needs a word of encouragement? Pray for this. The most important truth about putting preferences to death is the truth that Jesus was crucified to bring people together and unify them in the church. The reason, ultimately, that putting preferences to death is important is because preferences can sometimes get in the way of what Christ died to eliminate. Jesus doesn't want barriers between his people. Jesus doesn't want walls between his people. Jesus doesn't want buffers between his people. Jesus died to present the church without spot and without blemish to himself in beauty and splendor and unity. So begin to focus your prayer on the crucified Christ. That's what it's about. God in the flesh of a first century Jewish man, publicly crucified for the sins of the world, focus on him and focus on him until the Spirit gives you the strength to approach the cross and then nail your preferences where they belong, on the cross.
Guys, the amazing thing is that if you put your preferences to death, it actually feels like freedom. It means that you can engage with the church without this daunting checklist of all these things that you need to be checked off if you're gonna worship with Jesus. That's crazy, that's insane. That's a joy kill. And instead, if you put your preferences to death, you're actually just free to engage with the church and to let your guiding principle be, how can I build the church up? How can I meet the church's needs? So begin to pray about all those amazing what ifs that could occur in tomorrow's gathering. What if God helped you put your preferences to death? What if God gave you a word of encouragement for somebody tomorrow? What if God helped you to speak a word of wisdom into their life? What if God helped you send a text message or to reach out to this person via email? What if everybody in our local church was doing this and following the Holy Spirit in this way? What type of church would we be? So a few closing notes. If you, if you plan to attend our 9 or our 11 a.m. service at Noche, continue to think and meditate on the word that God has given to you to build somebody else up. My encouragement is to have your journal with you and to simply find this person after the service. Keep some space between you if you're practicing social distancing and just share with them what you think God put on your heart for them. God gave you this revelation. He gave you this insight, like 1 Corinthians says, to build up the church. And if you plan to attend the online service tomorrow, guys, you're not, you're not out of the loop. Just make sure to carve out some time to send an email or a text to the person that God brought to mind in this prayer. It could be really, really encouraging to somebody, especially if God really desires to work through you in that way. And the last thing is this. I always say this in Saturdays in the Spirit. Maybe God didn't bring a specific person to mind. Don't fake it tomorrow. Don't force it. And don't say something insincere. But there's no reason you can't continue to plead and beg and ask God to do this work in you. Guys, I can't wait to worship with you tomorrow.